Uh, friend of the podcast, Al Hood, is calling. <laughs> um, um, I'll call him back. Talk podcast for the media by us.com. Joining me today is Chris.com. <laughs> TJ? Yeah. And uh, my name is David. And on today's podcast, we're going to go through last week's homework and then go into our main topic, which is a draft. So, first off, our t- homework from last week is something I assigned. It was uh, the 2011 movie adapted from a. Uh, British series called The Trip, starring Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon as two buddies. Well, were they? Are they? Yeah. Uh, two people who had shared time together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going on a culinary trip of northern England. And uh, they eat food, and they uh, kind of shoot the shit, and that's kind of the entire movie. Yep. Yep. And uh, I think a lot of us had actually seen it beforehand. I think Brent was the only first-timer. I had not seen it. I would seen the the first dinner scene on YouTube several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Ashley's a big fan. And uh, we had watched the, the Michael Caine impressions mm-hmm. numerous times. But, uh, yeah, I really liked it. I'd never seen the condensed into a movie version. Mm-hmm. I was confused when you assigned the homework. I'd watched the first season of the series. Mm. But, uh... Oh, I watched the movie. It's very easy to condense because it's more of the same mm-hmm. series. Yep. I remember when I first saw it, I really liked it. And I forgot how much existential like ennui is throughout that entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> how unlikable and uh, miserable Steve Coogan is. Yeah, I yeah. really think... I was just talking to Brent right before we sat down here. that I feel like Steve Coogan definitely plays a very fictionalized version of himself but Rob Brydon might not it might just be how Rob Brydon is I don't know I loved uh, I think Rob Brydon's just such like a teddy bear in the movie he just like wants to be so sweet wants to be kind of liked and is very sweet and just wants to spend time with his friend because he's got you know the dichotomy of Steve Coogan picked his career and he's miserable and in this movie Rob Brydon kind of stayed in England and has a family and just wanted to go on a trip. Thought it would be fun. Yeah. It yeah. did get a little, you know, Rob Brydon's famous for his impressions. Towards the very end of the movie, when, like, Al Pacino surfaces yeah. for the third time as an impression, yeah. it got a little little uh, grating. But I think the characters, like, when you see Steve Coogan's parents and hearing the impressions, they're like, uh. <laughs> It's like, yeah. I think the movie treats it also as, like, we know that you're seeing these impressions for the third time. Yeah, I mean, he also acts the same way toward his wife at the end. He pretty Mm -hmm. much treats her the same way he was treating Coogan the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As an audience. Right. And And she loves it. Which is, you know, she was laughing. Yeah. At his jokes. The Al Pacino uh, impression sounds more like Rudy Giuliani. I noticed (laughs) during the movie. It's like, he's doing it like a, just like a B minus Al Pacino, but it's a, it's like an A Rudy Giuliani. It's Mm -hmm. pretty good. The Michael Caine through the years is really good there. Yeah, the Michael. I mean, that's the highlight of the movie. I think is the is because it's, it's very early and it's it uh, it's so funny them debating the Michael Caine, like arguing with each other yeah. over early over on how to and, do. and later it got very slow and at the back of the throat <laughs> and she was only sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> she was only fifteen years old. Yeah, it's um, loudly. It's very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I laughed real hard at. Uh, them arguing if they can do three octaves or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. When he realizes he can, like halfway through the last one. <laughs> no! <laughs> so excited about it. He goes to beat you. <laughs> and Kuvish going, trying to start super low. Yeah. And at the end of it, I think yeah. you get a... Beat you. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think uh, at the end of it, Steve Coogan throughout the movie is like very much not laughing at mm-hmm. Rob Ryden. But when he can't do the octave, he actually gives like a genuine laugh and finally admits that he beat him because they're very competitive about everything yeah. throughout. Right. Well, it's, I think it's it's clear that <clears throat> that Steve Coogan is trying to beat Rob Ryden at everything, at impressions, at you know talking to the, their hosts. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks he's better than Bryden, mm-hmm. but Bryden is beating him because it's like fun sport. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why he's doing it, and so there's zero stakes for Bryden, but for Coogan, yeah. this is what makes him a human being. Mm-hmm. Until the they they do the, the the octaves, and then it's like okay, it looks like Coogan is getting to a point where he can have fun for fun's sake. It's also like like the character. I mean, it's it is a character, even though they're playing themselves, quote right. unquote. But the character is like, even though they're at Fairly, even though Coogan is probably more famous than Bryden in this world, Coogan is unhappy with his like career, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like aimless. And and he's was supposed to take the trip with his girlfriend and isn't. And so I think that sets it up with like there's nothing more irritating for him to no one more irritating for him to go on a trip with than a person who's very content with his career and yeah. not his girlfriend. Yeah, he's and so, someone who's very comfortable with being the. McDonald's, like, you know, I'm just, like, comedy for everybody. Yeah. And Coogan wants to be this elevated artist. Right. It's like the lowest form of himself, Mm -hmm. in a way, that he's on a trip with, and Mm -hmm. uh, in his mind. And uh, I can see why that just irritates him for the whole movie. Yeah. And a version of himself where he would would have been happy with his career. Yeah. Which he never got to. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, what do you guys think of the treatment of, uh, you know, this is kicking off a food podcast, the treatment of the role of food in the movie? Well, it was really funny when at the beginning he, you know, it sets it up as when he's describing the trip, it seems like he's a foodie Mm -hmm. and it seems like he's like going on this trip to go to all these like really nice restaurants Mm -hmm. because he's a a food connoisseur and a food lover. And then they get to the first one and he... uh, what were you saying? He describes it as soupy, soupy, tomato, tomatoey, 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 soupy. And then we learned that Misha is the one who is actually the foodie, and mm-hmm. and Coogan is just he's just a, he didn't care. Yeah, right? the so. entire trip was to for her benefit, mm-hmm. and she doesn't even go on it. And even as like. Uh, Waiters explain all the food throughout the movie. It's Bryden who's way more interested in everything. You yeah. know, Bryden's the one who's like, "Brilliant, thank you." As, as soon as they describe what's mm-hmm. going to be brought out, and uh, Coogan just does not want to be there. It seems maybe want to eat scallops. Rob Bryden gets so many scallops. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's a North uh, England thing, but I noticed that too. Right, so this it goes from Monday through uh, Saturday, but they skip a day. Where they show any food, and I couldn't tell if it was Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. but they do skip a day. But Bryden has scallops on Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Doesn't have them on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Mm. So four four <laughs> days of scallops. Yeah, um, the scallops did look good though. Yeah. They did, yeah. Anytime they would cut to the kitchen, which they look, those look like live, like not stage shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all those are actual places. Yeah. Um, so I I wrote down as fast as I could what mm-hmm. they ate and the fanciest one that they got I probably wouldn't go anywhere near but the long clone yeah the one they eat on, on Tuesday it's like the, the gastro yeah, restaurant the, yeah the duck fat lollies spiced popcorn shellfish broth manx and scallops which I don't know what the fuck manx is there's a, one thing that just looks like a soil pod for, for yeah, a, yeah. a flower or and, something and, and then goat cheese mousse with artichokes it's like yeah. I'll pass. I would rather go their Wednesday food because Bryden got scallops and squab or pigeon. Yeah, and really good. Uh, Coogan got rabbit and lamb. Like fuck yeah, like, that's that's perfect. <laughs> and I like how they deconstruct just making uh, light or fun of some food terms. Mm-hmm. It's like a rabbit followed by. Lamb. It's like, oh, that'd be fun to see. <laughs> <laughs> Foot chase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I focused a lot on the food because I knew we were talking about this. Does anyone remember the, uh, so at the beginning, Bryden's like, I've been up since 5 a.m. with mm-hmm. the kid. I haven't eaten today. Can we just eat? You know, and he pitches it as like, I don't know. We can see what, what normal people eat. 
And Steve Coogan says, uh, oh, that's been done before. Mm -hmm. And then you get Rob Brydon back, or them back on Saturday, the last day of the trip, and they eat fried breakfast, which is just like, looks like the, what we would call breakfast. And Mm -hmm. that's like the one that they enjoy the most. They spend the most time talking about that food than they do any other meal where they're eating like fluffy shit. Yeah. Like, I think, I think. Bryden says, like, nothing beats a good fried breakfast. And Steve Coogan's like, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And then I also wrote down that when Bryden gets home, he eats spaghetti that looks like it's from a fucking can. <laughs> yeah. Which is just perfect for his station as, like, a, you know, Diet Coke of actors. Right. Yeah. Well, it looks it's like some kind of uh, thing she baked in a pan. Mm-hmm. Just had, like, some of it stuck to the bottom. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll stick to your bottom. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably one of the meals he enjoys the most. Yeah. yeah. It's about, like, the company, and he's just... Satisfied. Yeah. It's, uh... The movie's so good with, with one-liners and just jokes that, like, that's... That was one of my favorite takeaways, is, is like, uh... I think our favorite our favorite joke in the movie was, uh... When, he, when the waiter describes something as being cooked in its juices. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Rob, yeah. Rob Ryan goes, Hmm. Cooked in my own juices. <laughs> Don't think I could muster more than a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just jokes like that throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Which, when they're together, it, Rob Ryan is just gold in that movie. He's so good. Mm-hmm. The good Rob Ryder makes Steve Coogan give a eulogy when they're at the graveyard. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Coogan's so awful with it. Coogan's awful with it, but in the end, Rob Ryan's still like, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. He's like encouraging him when yeah. Coogan is clearly being a dick. Yeah. It's you like, can't, you can't say, nicer things, say yeah. nicer things. Say nicer things. Talk about my impressions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about my impression. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'll do Tom Jones because you'll you'll be gone, and someone will need to do Tom Jones impression. Yeah, don't worry about that. I'll do Tom Jones a ton when you're dead. <laughs> like for a draft, I liked the idea of doing a food one that we're going to do later, but it's almost more appropriate to do like a road trip, um, road yeah. trip topic with this because I think it really nails the phases you go through in a road trip. Like, the random noise phase. Mm-hmm. The being super annoyed and, like, just being nonsensical. And those, I think it goes through that really well. for, like, three minutes without words. When mm-hmm. they're just, like, making that song together. And they're just like, la, 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 la. Right. Yeah. And at the end of it, they're like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, we nailed it. <laughs> I was talking about uh, Chris and I have done many road trips together. But this most recent one, about two hours into it, I think Chris said the sentence, like, I feel like my mouth is made to make noise as blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but yeah, everybody hits that like two to three hours into any retro. I really also like the scene where they are, uh, the, the glacier uh, scene where he, uh, Coogan just wants to talk about what created this beautiful view. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Brian's just like, shut up. I just want to look at it. I just, it's just pretty. Yeah. And then Coogan hikes to the top and that old man shows up and is like, and is like the worst version of Coogan. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I know about the limestone. Oh yeah. So then, you know, you know part of it came from, you know, would have been the Bahamas. It's like, yeah, I know that. It's just, and he just yeah. walks away mid conversation. He's like, ah, all right, brilliant. I'll be going. All right. I'm, the hardest I laughed by far in the movie, though, was when Coogan fell in the water. They got back in the car, and Brian said, you looked at home in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I just love when he, when he falls in the water, and Brian, instead of being like, oh, no, or anything, he's just like, it's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's not a metaphor. <laughs> it's not a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck in the middle. You can't get to the next step. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Uh, really good. I would suggest if anybody is, is like listening and they're thinking about watching this movie, I would suggest that they familiarize themselves with Coogan and uh, Bryden before they watch it. Just like mm-hmm. look up what they're famous for, watch some of a couple of YouTube videos or something. Yeah, yeah because so. there's so many references to their careers. Like there's uh, a lot of references to Alan Partridge, which is Steve Coogan's like most famous character, mm-hmm. and there's references to the small man trapped in a box, which is Bryden's, I guess, most famous like bit. voice yeah. bit. Um, and there's references just general, like what Radio Four would mean, right. like yeah. panel shows, we would call talk shows. Yeah. <laughs> like doing panel on a on a talk show. 
Yeah, I feel like he shows up on Graham Norton all the time. Yeah, probably. Um, and he's, I mean, he's on eight out of ten cats constantly. He was a, a team leader for a while. He was on Nevermind the Buzzcocks as a host for a spell. He's uh, been on Big Fat Quiz. Yeah, yeah. Bryden's Bryden, and when when he says the comment to him, he's like, "I'm not satisfied with just being a, you know, a BBC Four panel show uh, guest. Like that's Bryden's career right now mm-hmm. is doing all that stuff is." being on all those shows and he probably gets he probably does well yeah and he's probably more of a household name than Steve Coogan is yeah maybe I don't know I don't know about here because here we right it's hard know, yeah here Coogan. is definitely Coogan right Coogan's in movies here more right um, did you all pick up that Ben Stiller won an argument for us though <laughs> pretty much by saying the Wachowskis were important directors mm-hmm. did you pick up on that yeah <laughs> what was like, argument he was like the argument about the wasn't really arguing about the Wachowskis being uh, all everyone who's interested in you. Well, the argument we had about the Wachowskis being like important to film or like iconic directors, mm. and he's like, "All oh, these directors want to work with you." He started naming them all. Yeah, he's like Scorsese, the Wachowskis, PTA. Yeah, <laughs> he like pronounced Cone it brothers, weird, all the like, brothers. Yeah, he pronounced it weird, which he made it like, oh, the Wachowskis. 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 Yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, Fairly Brothers want to do a movie with you. The Coen <laughs> yeah. Brothers, the Wachowskis, all the brothers want to do All the brothers. <laughs> all the brothers are interested in you. Yeah. This Ridley and... Oh, yeah, Ridley and Tony Scott want to do Good a thing movie. where you're a uh, time-traveling gladiator from like 500 years ago or something. They went they together. They've never done that. <laughs> I like the uh, the Steve Coogan's attempt at, uh, at being profound that, well... You know, Alex James said that on your 20th birthday you celebrate with booze and your 30th with drugs and your 40th with food. And I'm sitting here like, I think I've celebrated them all with food. (laughs) (laughs) And and booze. Not all of them, but booze. I, did, I love the, the when how Bryden irritates him when he like he learns this beautiful poem just for this moment they're, they're going to have together and then he does it with an impression of a certain McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, why would you? He's, he's like, like, why would you ruin that poem? Why would you do in McKellen? He's so, just, I thought it fit the mood. Is that why you went to bed early last night? Memorize this poem. Yep. <laughs> And, still, and, and that's the tail end of the movie where I think that Coogan starts to appreciate Bryden more. Yeah. Because yeah. he, like, at, after all that, like, making fun of him for doing McKellen, he's like, well, thanks for that. Yeah. Like, it's unconventional because they already knew each other and they're playing, like, fictionalized versions of themselves, but it is very much a almost formulaic buddy comedy where it's just, you know, two people yeah. who don't. Where one, one the main the yeah. main character doesn't really is irritated by the yeah. other character, mm-hmm. but they and the other one is yeah it is very plain strands and yeah. automobiles because mm-hmm. Bryden is very much the John Candy right. who is just happy to be there yeah. enjoying his uh, enjoying his time. It's it's just, it was one of my it's one of my favorite buddy comedies I think now. Except it. the very end hurts so bad though. Steve Bryden goes home to his fancy to his like to his humble home. Uh, his row house with his wife and yeah. homemade food and like the kids there playing with the kid and Coogan goes back to an empty apartment in a nice end of London like overlooking the city and the most melancholy piano and, yeah. and stuff yeah that's that's why I want to see the next two movies so badly because I hope that there's like more of a a development with Coogan or a serial arc gonna yeah. what about the, like the moment when he calls his agent and sells him he he can't go to. He can't be in a show for HBO because he's got a. He's got a kid. Do you think he's like really gonna like try to? Is that just Bryden having an effect on him that he wants to be as content as Bryden is and is thinks like maybe just a little bit committing yourself to family more and just enjoying what you have. I think it's still him kind of sticking to his guns though because he still doesn't want to do TV. Oh, right. He said, like, I don't want to do TV. And then he gets off his HBO thing, which is that perfect hybrid between movie and TV. Respected TV, especially. And he just, you know, I think he considers it at first because he's with Bryden. And then, you know, he goes out there. uh, His, you know, because right before that call, he gets a call from Misha. Mm -hmm. Where she, like, accuses him of being jealous. And, how like, you know, he says that he slept with a woman. And then he doesn't commit to going to America to go work on the HBO show where Misha is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did 
one th- that was the only part of the movie that didn't really work for me was their relationship over the phone just because like they're both so jealous of each other yeah and like she gets offended by him being jealous and then she turns around and is jealous right in but the same way for cause well yeah justifiably <laughs> yeah. sure but it was just I don't know it struck me as weird I don't know I, th- I think it fell in line with his, what his character was that that he would have this relationship and not really know why he started this relationship. And there's not really a good groundwork, yeah, for them being together. And 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 that he's you know ultimately like self-destructive about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know he's been dating her long enough that that when he talks to Bryden about her, he knows who Misha is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's you know she's she's familiar. They're in, they're not in like the dawn of the relationship, and he's still just like frittering it away with like hotel managers and waitresses. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it, I think it feeds into his character that he doesn't know what he wants. He's on the precipice of all this stuff of like he's got his ex-wife in England and his kid, and there's like America, and there's staying in London, and there's Hollywood. It's kind of like his thing with the uh, you know trying to ground himself that he loves maps so much. It's like from his from his what his father used to do. You set your plan and then you go. And then when he meets his father later, it's like, well, I mean, there's traffic and stuff. You can't do that. You gotta, you gotta adjust and do a new route. So I thought that that stuff in his relationship was kind of grounded in the character he was portraying. I can see that. I did laugh at the the dad just immediately asking about directions. You know, like that mm-hmm. that is such a, a dad thing. It's mm-hmm. like so. So how are you? How are you gonna get there? Like what, which route are you gonna take? You better go the complete opposite go, way. Go the other way. Yeah. You know there's you know they're doing road work. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the hardest I laugh probably besides the water metaphor scene was uh, the fucking like like what if your kid like just like just an appendicitis there like he was fine <laughs> and then like he was fine like surgery everything was good and now it's like Oscar winner Steve Coogan and Steve Coogan's reaction with the sunglasses on it's just like. Oscar, yeah. <laughs> it's like really thinking about it. Like, Rob Bryan's like very telling that. He's like, no, <laughs> just thinking. <laughs> like, you're literally thinking about giving his kid an appendicitis to get an Oscar. <laughs> it's real funny. I like how he described the appendicitis. He's like, he, he would survive, he would be fine afterwards, but he would just be laying there like, oh, father, it hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kugan is like unbothered by that. Yeah. He's like, hmm. I like it. He's fine. Finally settles on probably not. <laughs> I probably would not do that. But if he's being honest, probably. Oh, he totally yeah, would. Totally would. Yeah. Also, my favorite part of it in my rewatch, like the first thing I think, is the iconic Michael Caine scene. It's mm-hmm. my favorite the first time through. Second time was the uh, them doing the speech across the battlefield. The uh, to yeah. bed. <laughs> for tomorrow we battle <laughs> just just sending up like the costume drama stuff there right. I loved all the different variations they did together <laughs> and it's moments like that where you, Coogan like kind of lets himself go a little bit and it's, mm-hmm. and it's actually having fun you right. can tell Coogan is yeah. really enjoying it Rob's always ready to play around yeah. do impressions you know recite poetry to kind of engage and Coogan's pretty closed off and mm-hmm. And it's stuff like that where he opens up and doing the three octave range yeah. thing yeah. that really is just like, it's the epitome of the road trip of, you know, being with somebody and just being a goof together. Being a goof. Cool. So, yeah, watch, watch it again. I liked it again. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I really liked it. Yeah. What'd you rate it, Brent? Four and a half. Wow. That's high. Yeah. If, I mean, when it comes to a comedy, if I'm laughing that much in it, yeah. Now, granted, it was one without really a whole lot to it. Like it was just two right. comedians just being together. Right. Uh, that's kind of as as high as I can go with that movie. But it was, I thought it was great. Just all their interactions were so fun. Yeah. What about you? Three and a half. Yeah. Just yeah. funny, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if seeing the series oh, took right. away from. The movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't know. yeah, I didn't rate it because I just watched it last night. But probably give it four. So it's such a small movie, but not every movie has to be huge, right? And I just love what they do with the small stakes. Yeah, you know, do some really funny stuff, some gorgeous vistas you get to see in North England, and uh, get a lot of really human parts. 
And I, I do love the surroundings and the settings in that in that movie because, uh, like, it's at the first scene when uh, there's, like, real... I just assume they're just, like, real people. Just, I mean, not actors eating at the adjacent tables and whatnot. It mm-hmm. seems that way. And how... Uh, one point, one of them turns around and apologizes to the rest of the room for something, and yeah. nobody is paying attention to them at all. Yeah. It's, you know, he's like, "Sorry about that," and like, there's not one person looking at him. And so, <laughs> I just, I love that they, they, I don't know, Coogan thinks he's so important, and they seem to have very little effect on any of the uh, uh, locales they they visit. Sure, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it made me think about food. Mmm. So for our main topic, we're going to do another draft. It's going to be drafting fictional meals. I wanted to say not just fictional food, food that does not exist, but food in the fictional universe of movies, TV, games. I don't know if anyone got games, but uh, picking some stuff that you would like to eat. Cool. And we did a random thing earlier. Brent, this way. Okay. So not to give anything away, Brent, but with your picks, do you have any kind of strategy in mind or anything? It's not really strategy. I'm, I don't know. I'm just trying to find value. A couple of, yeah, a couple of, uh, a couple of my picks. Yeah. I've, I've tried to announce. No, uh, a couple of my picks, uh, are, are like combos that go together Mm -hmm. in, in like, in a, like a meal sense and others are just individual food items, which, uh, what they go with doesn't really matter. And I'm sure we approach that in probably different Four ways. Four different ways. Yeah. Yes. Probably. I'm, I'm trying to put together kind of a five-course meal. So, like, I don't want, like, three drinks. You right. know, I want, <clears throat> like, more or less a progression through a meal. Yeah. I'm doing a progression, but more a progression throughout a day. That I don't want to have, like, five pastas mm-hmm. all in a row. But, like, love breakfast food, love something for lunch, something for dinner, something sweet. Yeah. And, like, kind of appetizer type thing. That's kind of how I approached it. Different throughout the day. I went through and tried to find things that would be impossible for me to ever have. Oh. I like that strategy. Yeah. Well, I'm, I have the first pick in the draft. And uh, with the first pick, I'm just going with... I'm going with a snack. I'm going with a snack that... Smiles back. I can... Uh, <laughs> what is that? Oh, is that... Uh, Twizzlers? It's goldfish. Oh. <laughs> Well, you said yeah, all those, yeah, those yeah. smiley faces in okay. the Twizzlers commercials. So. I you were fucking with me for a second. It's like, wait, do Twizzlers have a face? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, no, I'm going with a, a, a snack that, like, the worst thing about snacks is you run out of them. And this one I'll never run out of. It's the Everlasting Gobstopper. That's nice. my first selection. Sure. I have a Willy Wonka high that I won't, won't draft now. But it was not that. It was a different yeah. Willy Wonka snack. Yeah, there's a lot of good choices from Willy Wonka. I mean, the was yours the mine's the the fizzy lifting drinks. The fizzy make me fly. Are great. Uh, the the gum that's the full three course meal. Yeah, is uh, sounds good, but I don't know something about an immortal piece of candy. Yeah. <laughs> the the one thing that I never put together as a kid is I thought that gobstopper was just like a silly word. Yeah. But then I realized like, oh, in the UK, they gob is mouth, so it's the thing that just. It Stop. stops you from talking, right? Mm. And it never goes away. So it's the gobstopper, and like right. it makes sense as an adult, as because like, ooh, gobstopper—that's silly. Willy Wonka's got silly foods. Um, but speaking of silly foods, and I said it in the last podcast, I'm taking it. Um, the Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Nice. <clears throat> you have, have one drink and be smashed. Well, you get two. Yeah, you can only ever have one. You have three if you're an elephant. Yeah. I forget what the quote is now. But it's described by Douglas Adams as the best drink in existence. And the experience is likened to having your brain smashed in by a slice of lemon wrapped in a large gold brick. So <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Um, invented by President Zaffa Beeblebrox. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to try it. Nice. Nice. That's a good one. All right. For my first pick. Um, I'm not going to go in order like my progression throughout the day. You snap them up while you can. They might come off the board. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. Very, very true. Um, I'm going to do... Why should I rank these? <laughs> you have so many foods written down. Yeah. I, I research. <laughs> I did it like 100% more work than I usually do beforehand. <laughs> They've got six things written down now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of some lunch here, and I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the polla a la plancha from Moonlight. The uh, the chicken that Kevin makes uh, in the yeah. diner for for Black, um, with the nice. rice and beans, mm-hmm. and also it's nice to cover some nationalities of or of food. And I love Mexican food, so a little Cuban inspired pollo a la plancha it looks great. In that that does yeah. And you got there's like an extended scene where he's making all of it. It's on the grill, and he's mm-hmm. like got the scoop of the the rice. It just looks really good. Uh, Barry Jenkins said that he that. It's a memorable scene for a lot of people, but it's really only 60 seconds in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he attributes how memorable it is because he has never seen a black man cook another meal for another black man in that kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Not like cook, right. you know, patron, but in like a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. So ideally, I would walk into that diner right as he's making it for his friend. He hasn't seen him forever. And just take it. <laughs> like, I'll take the chef special too. Because it'll probably never be as good as that. Yeah. It was like, I'll have what he's had. <laughs> <laughs> Smooches. But Pollo a la Plancha. Thanks. So my strategy going with things that I could never have. Uh, I love beer. So I'm going to take Duff beer with my first round pick. <laughs> the, wor- the worst beer. <laughs> How do you know? It's like the Bud Light of Springfield, right? I mean... Homer loves it. No, it's it's more the like natty ice of, of Nah, it's like the Budweiser. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm it is. surprised the first beer wasn't like butter beer or something. It's on my list. Might just draft all beers. <laughs> the all drugs and alcohol. What's your ideal meal? Getting drunk? Getting wasted. <laughs> it's what I call a liquid lunch. Uh, and I've got mad at that pick, so I'll take actual food with my second pick. Um, I'm going to have Julia Child make me soul manier. The fish French dish from Julie and Julia. Mm. I could have Julia Child make me dinner. I don't know how to spell that. S O L E. It's it's fish. M E N I E R E. Yeah, I didn't know what that was when he said it. <laughs> it's the most famous French French dish from her cookbook, pretty much. Oh. Um, and she makes it. And Julie and Julia. When you when you said that you one of the things you might take was that that French. Her, uh, her duck. I was like, oh, like. Foie gras, but because that's the only thing I could think of. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is fish. Escargot and foie gras. <laughs> yeah. Her, yeah. Foie gras. Saulnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saulnier. What didn't. Uh, Saulnier. Uh, wasn't that the, one of the characters from Amadeus? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's from Beauty and the Beast. The one with the candles, Saulnier. <laughs> yeah, I get to have a fancy French dinner cooked by Julie Child. Wash it down with a duff. <laughs> <laughs> nice alright for my uh, second pick I'm going to go kind of an appetizer route I'm going to go a weird one but one that is very memorable from the TV show um, other people may have something else from the TV show but from the TV show Twin Peaks in the first season the Horn Brothers the way they attack the baguette oh yes with the buttered baguette with brie <laughs> Yeah. That, that uh, uh, is it Jerry Horn? Yeah. Or Jerry Horn brings back from like Paris. It's in his suitcase. It's like, I want to be that excited about any piece of food. So it must be amazing. Is that the one where they like start dancing? They're so happy. Yeah. They, they just start like, they, they go insane. Yeah. The Horn <laughs> Brothers with this buttered baguette with brie. Nice. <laughs> and I love bread, as you can see <laughs> on the podcast. David's eating bread right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for my, um, I guess this would probably be a, uh, um, a slider if I had it for my for my number two pick. I'm going to take from Adventure Time, Jake's Perfect Sandwich. Ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> it is a toasted baguette with cream cheese, dill, pickles from Prismo, who is a galactic <laughs> god. Yep. Uh, oh, diced boiled eggs, a bird from the window, <laughs> cucumbers, Roma tomatoes, bacon, sweet yellow onions, sous vide meat. Uh, with uh, rosemary and thyme, tears for salt, and the soul of a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Jake's perfect sandwich. Nice. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought there's a lot of Adventure Time food like that. That's probably the perfect pick. Other thing I would think of would be the bacon pancakes. But that's yeah. more because of the theme song for it than yeah. anything. And also, you could just like make bacon pancakes right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I doubt that I'll be able to get pickles made by some deity and also the soul of a lobster infused into a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. 
For my next pick, I'm going with uh, I do I do love a good sandwich, and uh, this is one that I could probably find somewhere that is a good recreation, and I've probably had one just as good. But it is from a movie I really like, and they just seem to enjoy making this so much. I'm going with uh, the Cuban sandwich from Chef. Yeah, it really good. It's just <laughs> after what sitting and watching that movie you know for an be hour hard. and a half. Yeah, like I want a Cuban sandwich. <laughs> I want to eat like. Five Cuban sandwiches right now. Especially when the uh, the ones they make with the pork from Texas. Oh, Those look so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starving now. <laughs> I, am, I'm gonna, I, I did not. I did, this is a really bad idea to not put in an order for a Chick Fil A biscuit <laughs> on the morning we're doing the food podcast. Yeah. Uh, Sponsored by Chick Fil A. <sighs> so I know we're having a quick trip. Slice of pizza. I, yeah, I need to go to a quick trip. Yeah, I, know. I need something. A little healthy to go <laughs> with my. Uh, I'll give you some tough. Gobstopper and your Cuban. My Gobstopper and my Cuban. So I'm going with like the healthiest thing ever. I'm going with the spinach that Popeye has. <laughs> I always had that on my list because it's obviously got like supernatural powers. So here's why I love spinach, first off, so I'll, I'll enjoy it. Second of all, I've always want food that will just leap into my mouth that I don't have to. <laughs> you have to like, it though, right? And then yeah. it does a perfect arc. Yeah, it is the perfect arc because it's then, canned spinach. Yeah, and you also gotta like dislocate your mandible. That's not how you guys eat anyway. <laughs> like a snake, like, <laughs> and I just put one French fry in. <laughs> you know, Allison chewed up. Sorry, back up. <laughs> <laughs> Single Pringle. <laughs> Just unhinge my jaw for it. We can like see the outline of the Pringle. <laughs> yeah. You're laying down. It's in your neck. You can pet him now. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> he won't bite you. <laughs> yeah, and it'll give me superpowers. Make me super strong too. But uh, yeah. For my number three, I'm going to take an oddball because if I don't get lots of substantial food in the rest of my picks, I know that I'll have plenty to eat with this. I'm going with the SNL Taco Town Taco. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> is that Derek Jeter? Or no, that's a. Uh, this is like the starts with one crispy beef taco. It's a commercial wrapped in a soft shell taco. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, and then okay. like put into a tote with a tote bag and a nacho cheese and chili on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wrapped by a large pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So that's my volume pick. That's yeah. my everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Taco <laughs> I'll have to watch that later now. I was I was gonna play the audio over the podcast, and I was like, eh. yeah. Too much work. Yep. I think I'm going to call an audible. Something that's not on my list that Whoa. you just reminded me of. Whoa. I think I'm going to do, like, I love breakfast and brunch. And I love rest development. I think I'm going to do Skip's, the Skip special, the Skip breakfast. It's like, comes out on a huge platter. <laughs> it's in the rest development episode where someone is uh, potentially pregnant and just eats, like, Skip's breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's called Skip's Breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. Or is it, I forget what it's called. Is it like Skip's Sunday Breakfast? So that you can like, instead of church, Skip's gun, Skip's Sunday or something? Or I forget what it is. <laughs> but a whole bunch of like eggs and hash brown and, you know, bacon and ham and all kinds of stuff all up in, nice. all up in each other. <laughs> Um, I get bad at backpicks. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, more fictional foods that are critically well-received in their universe, though. Uh, first, the, the best French critic, French food critic in all of France, called uh, the best ratatouille he's ever had from Ratatouille. So, mm. taking that. Ratatouille. Anton Ego loves his ratatouille. And then, like, it also It also makes him travel back in time when he was a child. Like, that's... <laughs> That's powerful. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and grab my dessert. It's the best beignet in New Orleans, man. Princess and the Frog. Tatiana's beignets. It's mm. good. Best in New Orleans. Hmm. Why are you giving me all the heart? Your duff beer was easy to spell. Then Saumier, Ratatouille, <laughs> Beignet. <laughs> uh, I hope you spelled it B and Y. Beignet! For my pick, I'm going to do. Um, 
I'm going to do a uh, kind of a dinner pick, and I'm going to go a place that's very exclusive in Washington, D.C., and I love me some ribs. I'm going to go Freddy's Ribs from House of Cards. Oh, that's a good pick. Slow bleed them. Man, yeah, that's a good pick. <laughs> yeah. They, they, just they look, do look really good. Really good in it. He's so matter-of-fact about how good they are. Yeah. Everyone is when they eat his ribs. They're just the best, and I, I love ribs. That's what I had for my, my birthday dinner. So I'm going to get some ribs. Nice. I'm going to have a heart attack after all this food. <laughs> I considered the... Uh, I won't take them now because we've already done ribs, but I considered the brontosaurus ribs from uh, Flintstones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ribs that will tip my car over. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm kind of looking around for my next pick. As I told you, I didn't prepare much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll take it or not. It's just funny. I was, I was going to like joke around and say that, like, oh, I need something healthy, so I'm going to take the peach from James and the Giant <laughs> <laughs> But then it's, like, infested with insects and a little boy. <laughs> Eat around that part. So maybe not the best. Um, I will take the... I know we may have called it a drug before, but the mushroom from Super Mario. I want to know if in that universe when Mario gets hit does he shrink and then the mushroom restores the normal size or does he become Super Mario and grow when he eats the mushroom mm. no I'll find out when I consume that mushroom nice so I'm taking Super Mushroom is it a red mushroom or a green mushroom red uh, over the over the, just the extra life yeah now let's no, yeah. you can have a, a I don't, meal I don't, where it's like mushroom two ways <laughs> let's 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 be real like I'm either gonna die in an accident which in that case like yeah I'll want that but like I'm probably gonna die a slow and painful death <laughs> I don't want to do that again it's not gonna be falling into a hole or like a turtle running into me at like half a mile an hour that kills me pick the flower though you have like fire, fire powers yeah I just want to see if I get bigger I'm already big I want to get bigger. <laughs> Also, then if you die, you just shrink. <laughs> so yeah. All right, is it my pick? No, it's oh, my mine. I got a couple picks here. Um, yeah. So what do I have? I've got an everlasting gobstopper. So I'm pretty good on candy forever. Uh, I've got Cuban sandwich and, and some spinach. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some spinach. Well, I mean, it's he's he's got like it's all yeah. it's a pretty good meal so yeah, far. You, you could have like a spinach salad, and you're good. Or if you still want to squeeze it out of the can, it projectiles into your throat. That's that's <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty key to my pick. Um, I need some sort of beverage, uh, and I think I'm gonna take. Uh, it got mentioned Can't earlier. You're duff now, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy. No one's taken butter beer yet. I'm gonna take butter beer from the Harry Potter. Oh, it's like beer, but for pussies. <laughs> cool. Why are you getting he's so imaginary mad. beer aggro? <laughs> he's so mad about his bad beer. <laughs> you can tell. That's what happens when you drink a bunch of bad beer. You <laughs> angry about it. It's like, you're la- it's like that Budweiser commercial where they lashed out at craft beer <laughs> yeah. at the Super Bowl like three years ago. Oh, no, go Budweiser craft beer. <laughs> it's barely got any alcohol in it. It's, it's, it's from rice. a microbrewery in uh, Hogsmeade. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I have to make sure. Jimmy Wizzy drinks it, so um, it'll be fine. Okay, what else do I want to take? I think, yeah, I'm, there Last are a couple pick. things that are tempting me, but this is just so unique, and uh, I'm going with Liz Lemon's favorite snack, the Cheesy Blaster. Cheesy Blaster. Nice. Which, I have it on my list. Which is a, a hot dog injected with nacho cheese. Jack cheese. Ja- oh, Jack cheese wrapped in a pizza. Nice. <laughs> and then you have a Cheesy Blaster. <laughs> That's a Cheesy Blaster. <sighs> Trying to decide between two things from the same property. Uh. One of which is eponymous. And it is everywhere, and there's an episode where they go through the origins, and it's a little terrifying. The other one gives the person kind of super intelligence, um, but it is not food that would be fun to eat. I'm between Slurm and the gas station egg sandwich. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It gives him the worm worm colony in his brain, and I think I'm going to go with Slurm. That's going to be the drink for my meal. Nice. From Futurama. From Futurama, Futurama. yeah. Come on. <laughs> so I didn't end up taking a dessert, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm between. I, I gotta have a dessert. I love sweet stuff. 
I'm, I have a bunch of. Uh, it'd be fun to see the uh, the honorable mentions for a lot of these or the undrafted free agents. I'm between two. One I just like thematically. The other one I think actually looks really good. I'll give away the one I like just thematically is the uh, from Chronicles of Narnia, the White Witch's Turkish Delight. You can have that in real life, but it never looks better than it does in that movie. Yeah, and it, it's never better than like Edmund liked it. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's not bad. It, it's, it's good not bad enough. If it's made made him turn evil. Right. Yeah, it's good enough to betray your your like orphan family in World War Two. But it's pretty good. But I'm not gonna go with that because I don't think I would actually like it that much. I'm gonna go with uh, Pushing Daisies Cup Pie. Oh, nice, nice. I love the pies in the. I love pie. I love Obviously. that show, man. I wish it would have lasted It's so longer. fun. I'm yeah. going to do... I looked up some specific ones because there's so much in there. But the uh, Gruyere and Pear Cup Pie that they make just looks so delightful. Nice. I'm going to finish off my meal with a pie. <laughs> um, I've got a drink, but it's alcoholic, so I'm probably going to draft another one. And if there were Desert Island rules in this, I need to make sure I'm healthy. So, what does my body crave? Brondo. <laughs> <laughs> Last pick. What's that from? Idiocracy. Idiocracy. That's what know. plants crave. It's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. No. It's just, it's the future Gatorade. No, water. From the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the water fountains have Brondo. Right, let's hear our meals. Okay. So, and this is in no particular order, although I could try and organize this in my mind as I say it out loud, but I won't. Brent has an everlasting gobstopper, the Cuban from the movie Chef, Popeye the Sailor's spinach. <laughs> like Almost, in the song, they say Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird. <laughs> He's got butterbeer from the world of Harry Potter, and then a cheesy blaster <laughs> from Thirty Rock. <laughs> nice. Fucked up my pick. Uh, <laughs> so there's something undrafted that I really regret not taking. I have the Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Jake's Perfect Sandwich, the Nightmare That Is the Taco Town Special, <laughs> the Super Mushroom from Mario, and then Slurm from Futurama. David with Pollo a la Plancha from Moonlight, the Buttered Baguette with Brie from Twin Peaks, <laughs> Skip's Breakfast from Arrested Development, Freddy's Ribs from House of Cards, and then Cup Pie from Pushing Daisies. The Gruyere and Pears, the choice. Bunch of TV shows. Du jour. Nice. TJ has Solmier from Julia and Julia, yep. Ratatouille from Ratatouille, yep. Tatiana's Beignet from Princess and the Frog, yep. and then Duff Beer and Brondo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like French-inspired cuisine yeah. and then like body-destroying liquids. <laughs> so what I wish I would have taken in that moment where I was paralyzed trying to think of it is JJ's Waffles. I had that on my list. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's that from? Parks and Rec. Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec. It looks oh, so yeah, good. Yeah. The waffle with like the whipped cream top. It looks so good, and like it's pretty much the only thing that Leslie Nope eats. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it would have been a perfect way to round out my meal. Instead, I, instead I took slurm. Um, my Parks and Rec submission was the 512 ounce punch soda. Some of those punch burgers look good though. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to do honorable mentions? Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. What we're doing right now. I can run through mine real quick. I don't have that many. Sure. I don't know how many I'll have. Um, I had Alice in Wonderland. I called them Ant-Man cookies and drinks from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> they keep shrinking grow. My video game submission was Fuzzies. Yoshi <laughs> Island, essentially little balls of acid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touch Fuzzy, get dizzy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Big Kahuna Burger, which I'm sure was on all of our lists yeah. at some yeah. point. You, um, see, you just seem like a burger. He now. says that is a tasty burger. Like, you want to know yeah. how yeah. tasty is that fucking burger. Uh, y'all know my fix, uh, love of pizza, but uh, Mystic Pizza is super well-reviewed in that universe. Yeah, I had Mystic Pizza as well, just because of they, they it sways that like snooty food critic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if I was going to pick pizza, I was probably going to pick the dehydrated pizza from Back to the Future 2. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just so to convenient. see what, what that was like. Uh, nobody took it almost it was my last pick just because of its energy giving qualities but Lambus bread <laughs> yeah I had that on here yeah. to see what it'll make you like. full for a day but it's like I want to eat all this other food too yeah <laughs> uh, the spaghetti twister from Cloudy uh-huh. yeah. on. Uh, the giant oatmeal cream pie from Honey I Shrugged the Kids <laughs> it's just a regular nope oatmeal. it's giant shut up <laughs> <laughs> um, and another one I had that was dumb to draft was uh, a Mars potato <laughs> 
potato from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one of Mark Watney's shit potatoes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could say I ate it. Y'all can't say that. So I had uh, a couple of these I didn't pick because we had already hit the, the property. Yes. Um, and uh, I was actually going to take cherry pie from the Double R Diner. That and, and coffee is, is a classic. But yeah, when he talks, like, I'm not a coffee drinker, but mm. he says it's the best coffee he's ever had and the best pie he's ever yeah. had. So, mm. uh, And he ain't no liar. No, I, I wouldn't. Is it the Double R Diner? Yeah. Um, plus, you get served by uh, Shelly. Yeah. He's just a, just a adorable waitress. Yeah. I don't think they actually have these together in the show, but I also had um, the best burger in New York from, from How I Met Your Mother, Mother. Yeah. and I was going to wash it down with some tantrum. <laughs> tantrum. I, I think that's the energy tantrum. drink that fuels all their... That's like, a great episode of How I Met Your Mother, the, the, I love Marshall. The, the, the culminating episode of that. I mean, it's in like five or six episodes. Yeah. I like the Marshall describing the, the, the burger. So it's like, the pickle... Dancing on your tongue, yeah. <laughs> a sly dance, he's taunting you. <laughs> um, and then the oh, the uh, frozen banana from Bluth's yeah. banana stand yeah. was was uh, going to be one I considered. Also, uh, finishing off with sweet stuff, uh, Monica's holiday candy from Friends that like shut down New York City pretty the, much. The, their entire apartment building yeah. was like knocking on their doors at four thirty a.m. being like, "Candy lady." Make some, make some candy. Yeah, with friends, I almost went with a sandwich with Ross's Moist Maker sandwich. Uh, moist Maker. <laughs> I thought about going with the thing Joey loves that Rachel makes. The, the, the trifle? The trifle. Meat? Good. <laughs> Custard? Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's also the sandwich that Joey was willing to take a bullet for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The meatball sub. Are going to see what, Phoebe's dad? Phoebe's mom? It's that episode, right? I don't know, but it's the one where he's during the ride along with Michael Rappaport. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, they hear what they think is a gunshot. It's just a car backfiring, and he like jumps towards Ross to like, and Ross thinks that Joey is like trying to save his life, but instead that's just the side of him that his sandwich was on. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, just because they fucking talk about it constantly through the books and show, uh, lemon cakes from. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sansa fucking loves lemon cakes. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't have much to say about honorable mentions. I mentioned the giant peach from James the Giant Peach earlier. <laughs> That's good. And uh, JJ's waffles and uh, the bat, the gas station egg sandwich from Futurama. But mm-hmm. something I was thinking about, and I, I it immediately popped in my head after the gargle blaster was uh, something I don't think I could have taken. But it's the feast from Hook. I had it in here and I uh, yeah. I couldn't pick I thought up about it. Yeah. I was thinking the imaginary pie specifically, that like it's like neon with neon blue drops on it. Yeah, but, but like uh, it's tough to pick any one part of that. Out. Especially because at the end of the day they're not eating anything. Yeah, they're not actually eating because they don't Are need they? to eat. No, they don't need to eat. And most of it's just slop. Like <laughs> it's just buckets of like colored slop. So even though you would think it tastes like something. You know, it it's just air and your imagination that you're eating. So yeah, just imagine you're eating it. So like, I can imagine you're eating doing a lot it, of David. You're doing it. <laughs> Hands up. <laughs> uh, as far as honorable mentions for me, I had a bunch of stuff, but none of it's important. <laughs> <laughs> and that was talky talk. <laughs> no, I wanted. Uh, I thought Game of Thrones, some hot pie stuff. It's pretty good. Direwolf bread, but oh, yeah. it's kind of just like, it's fun. It doesn't really look that great. It's also hard to pull food from somewhere where it's like, there's an obvious food shortage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, some other properties, like How Met Your Mother, also the seven-layer salad with like, the trifle with gummy bears, potato chips, <laughs> Is that the Erickson family salad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like, 12 gallons of mayonnaise in it. Uh, what With else? the Super Bowl wings from How Met Your Mother, too, where he builds the Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, right. Is there extra sauce in the bag? Also, for breakfast stuff, uh, watching Pleasantville, the, pl- the normal everyday breakfast they have, which is like pancakes, waffles, eggs, bacon, ham steak, like all this stuff, uh, yeah. with like maple syrup over top of it. I just love breakfast food. Yep. Um, let's see what else. There was the, it's funny, like the spaghetti with syrup and M&M's from Elf, but I, I think that would just make me sick. Yeah. So I didn't make it. <laughs> I thought 
thought about Chef the pasta alio e olio mm-hmm. that he makes for Scarlett Johansson, which mm-hmm. she gets hot for. That would probably be my pick over the Cubano. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm just a pasta person. Or maybe you're just interested in meals that could potentially drop ScarJo's panties. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> um, We're all rubbing our belly buttons right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought about the Grinch who stole Christmas, the roast beast. <laughs> it looks uh, yeah. good. Um, also, I'm surprised that the Goodfellas pasta with the garlic so thin, cut oh, with right. a razor blade, didn't go. Yeah. Um, Master of None also has some great pasta porn in it. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, also for dessert stuff, I thought about uh, Amelie, the creme brulee that, that she does. Oh, uh, yeah. Always look pretty good. and uh, Foreshadowing. Yeah. And talking about Cloudy, I was thinking just to have the Jello bouncy mansion house he has. I like Jello. You know, where they, they bounce all the way through it? Yeah. You just eat some Jello whenever you want. And then bounce all over the place. Are there any more SNL foods that anybody considered? Um... Let's <laughs> get <laughs> the only thing I can think of cookie dough Gatorade sweaty balls was oh cookie oh, cookie balls. dough Gatorade I do remember that that was mm. funny that was the one thing I was thinking of was the uh, do you remember this was like early nineties ad but it was uh, it was a breakfast cereal that had uh, like. Eight million times your daily fiber requirement is <laughs> colon, colon, colon blow <laughs> the name of it. I remember that yeah so. Uh, I like there's John Ham's John Ham. Ham to eat on the toilet. Remember that? <laughs> That's good. Um, if you like this uh, this topic, I, I've recommended it before, but I cannot recommend more the YouTube channel Binging with Babish, where he does just this. He makes the pasta aglio olio from Chef, mm-hmm. makes the Secret of the Ooze New York style pizza, um, the world's greatest sandwich from Spanglish. The Goodfellas, oh, yeah. the good, good Goodfellas good. pasta, the dessert breakfast pasta. He makes what he thinks is the big Kuna burger. Um, <clears throat> there's other stuff that I'm skipping. Kevin's famous chili. Yeah, he, uh, I think he makes the pollo alla plancha, where I got that does. idea from. Yep. It's he, a great series. He makes the the strudel from Inglorious Bastards. Nice ratatouille. Yeah, lots of stuff. Some of the burgers of the day from Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun. Jake's perfect sandwich, which is where I. Remembered it from. Yeah. How do you get the soul of a lobster? He, he he uses something, and he's like, "Well, I couldn't get soul of a lobster, so I, you know, boiled water and collected the steam that came off of me cooking a lobster, and I used that." Nice. Like he he improvises as as much as he needs to. Fun. And then if he makes something that tastes like shit, like Homer Simpson's moon waffles, <laughs> um, he then <laughs> makes it again. Uh, so that it still tastes good or matches the reactions of the characters eating it. <laughs> but it's a great YouTube channel, Binging with Babish. Nice. Um, he recently just remade the Szechuan sauce from Rick and Morty. Oh, nice. Because um, there's an episode where Rick is trapped in a mind prison and is like, I don't care. I just want the Szechuan sauce from McDonald's from when Mulan was released. Just bring back Szechuan sauce. <laughs> and so there's a big internet following behind that. Yep. But Homework? Yep. And I believe it's our very own TJ that's it assigning is. it. And it's a Talk of Fame nomination. That was fun last time. Yeah. Um, I was really trying to find something that was genre specific. The first thing I thought of was Halloween. If I could find it streaming, I was going to do that. Um, or the original Nightmare. Both like slasher movies that were received well. Um, then I started doing rom-coms and got into foreign films. I thought about doing Life is Beautiful, but I didn't really want to watch that again. <laughs> it's so sad. Uh, so I picked one of my favorites that I haven't seen in, in over 10 years uh, 2001 comedy starring Audrey Tattoo Amelie which is well received have we all seen it? yeah I yeah. have yeah. years and years ago yeah yeah. I probably saw it like blockbuster rental from 2003 and then probably again before I graduated high school to try and impress a girlfriend or something yeah I feel like it's a classic high school college like first foreign movie you love yeah yeah and I'm wondering, it's a great pick, because I'm wondering if it's going to hold up like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if it will or won't. I'm a huge rom-com guy. I know we all kind of are at yeah. times. Yeah, and, but now it's like, it, now it's just like, I don't even think about like if a movie is in English or not. It's just like, right. okay, like it's a movie. Right. Um, and the twee stylist, stylings of uh, Amelie's thing hold up at all. Yeah. So we'll run it through the gauntlet next week. Looking forward to <clears> it. <throat> yep. 
Well, cool. All right, so this was Talky Talk. We're all very hungry, so we're going to end it. <laughs> Podcast for the MediaBias.com. Please visit the site and see our stuff. Connect with us on Twitter, Gmail, and Facebook. Hyperlinks are in the show notes. Uh, and check out our Facebook page. We're going to have stuff on there, and we already do. Uh, we'd love to hear from you for any podcast topics or anything, and please subscribe to us, give us a rating, and engage with us. I want to say thanks to the Willow Walkers for providing the intro music. Thanks. Willow Walkers. And thanks to Burifu, Burifa for providing the outro music. Burifa. 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 That was good. No, what's up? <clears throat> but this podcast was. Thanks to you guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. And thanks to Brent. Oh that's pretty that's good. That's really good. That's great. Rob Bryden, I'm coming for you. <laughs> thanks to TJ. Here. And thanks for listening. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town slowpokes long time ago. Kicking out records of all the things that I know. All the things.